0: You follow me for my lifestyle. Whatever I like, don't comment and hate on me. If I like this stuff, let me do it. If you don't want it, you don't like it, click unsubscribe. Like, don't follow me. Like, move on. But then again, all the hate, take that hate and be like, one, they're jealous because that's the only reason people normally say stuff like that. And then take that and just use it as fuel and be like, you know, I'm going to prove you wrong or I'm going to do this better or I'm going to do more of this because you don't like it, you know?
1: Yeah. Unleashed with the Dingo and Danny, fueled by Monster Energy. Hey, Brittany. Hi. How are y'all?
2: I'm good. How are you? I'm great. How's Australia?
1: Australia was good.
2: Yeah. You brought something back with you.
1: I brought. I brought a couple back. <laughs> yeah. Brought, what a big a... souvenir. <laughs> I wish you were bringing me
0: back from my home.
1: How long's it been <laughs> since you've been there?
0: Uh, almost three years, I think. Dang. January 2020.
1: Jared McNeil. Uh, Spelt with a Y -Y J-A-R-R-Y-D We're just having this conversation On how you spell Jared And uh, you're the only Jared That's spelt like that Apart from A football player
0: Jared Hines
1: Right Were you named after him?
0: Um, No he's probably named after me for sure (laughs) I don't even know if he's old I think he's older than me for sure He would be Yeah Um, Yeah I don't know The only reason I could see his name popping up Was because on like Google and stuff Our names would either pop up one Or the other, and we'll have we're battling over like Google and all Facebook, Instagram, whose name would pop up. And that's how I found out his name.
1: Yours probably pops up more than his now,
0: yeah. I think, um, he came to America and played, didn't he? He,
1: he did, yeah, he I actually because the kicker, yeah, yeah
0: and, it, a, and a gnarly like tackler or something in the over here for football, American football. He's like has one of the gnarliest like slam tackles or something went viral.
1: It did. Yeah. Is he also, did he play for the 49ers? Yeah, I think, I so. think he I think yeah. he got fired, too. Yeah, he probably did. He didn't last very long.
0: No, nah, he probably got in a punchline or something.
1: Right. And then <laughs> and then we have Danny. How are you, Danny?
0: <laughs> I'm doing really good.
1: You're good? Doing really you, good. Can Feeling can fresh. <laughs> can you take your hat off for everybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: this in the room. is a big deal. This is a four-year cut I did.
2: <laughs> that only took four years to grow your hair that long? <laughs> His
1: four hair years. grows so fast. I was going to say. Really no
2: knows. idea. I've been working on this for 30 years.
0: <laughs> Shouldn't you have done that, like, at the start of summer? Not the end? I was actually thinking that, that I should have
2: done it in <laughs> the start of summer. You're have uh, to wear your
0: beanie in summer now. I know.
3: It feels great. Now well, he's, uh, he's my beanies that, make sense. He's always
1: pushing Dover development, so that's that's his beanie. He I makes made all, this beanie. He makes all of them.
3: I can make large size ones to fit over motocross helmets also.
0: Fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeps them warm.
1: Oh, that's pretty legit to put a... A beanie, a, a beanie over your helmet. Yeah, keep yep. it warm. Cover. Nobody, nobody's ever done that.
0: It would be like a just a helmet cover, really. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be. There'd be no protective value. Well, I mean, it'd be safe when you're traveling. You know, keep the paint fresh. Oh, yeah. that's a market. You could, you could do that. Yeah, they make they make like helmet bags that our helmets come in when you buy them. But you could make like a special one.
2: But see, I think more just like for your outfit. You know what I mean? Like if I have like a tan outfit, I have a tan beanie. Like you mm. can.
1: I, oh, I would actually for... like you in the ring with your outfit and a helmet on.
2: I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Brittany's the UFC ring girl. Yep. So octagon you may have girl. Oct- octagon girl. My bad. Is it not ring girl?
2: No, it's uh, they've like dubbed octagon girl because it's Cause not a ring. Because not a ring, it's cage. Yeah. Right. Mm. Right. Octagon. You look great
1: on the weekend, by the way. I was telling Thank Danny you. on the way in. I like the red.
2: The red's cool. It's it's yeah. good to switch it up.
3: Yeah. You had a uh, smoking hot outfit. Dingo made me look it up <laughs> on the way. <laughs> Like, did you see the red? I'm like, red what? Did
2: you see everyone's talking about it? <laughs> everyone's talking about the red outfit. Was <laughs> said, that new to the ring? It, 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 we, I used to always wear red uh, when I first came on. I was the only girl that got the red outfit. And then um, they they stopped it for years and years and they just brought it back. Yeah. Dana's very particular. Like I've tried to design new outfits, skirts, the whole thing. Dana's like, Nope. He has that's what he likes. Those shorts and that freaking top.
1: Yeah, well, I back Dana. <laughs>
2: Yeah, most people do. Mm-hmm. So you're
1: born in... Where in WA were you born? You're D- Western Australia, no, right? No. You're not Adelaide? No. Where? Close. Oh, no, no. I'm you're the, born the N- I'm close, yeah. You're, no, you're New South Wales country. Yeah, so I'm like... Born. Why did I think WA? I don't know. Fuck, but, sorry.
0: But honestly, I think because I moved a bunch. So, like, if you look up my name, like, there's a few places that I've lived.
1: Well, on my so- screen, it says X. X just says X. Yeah, it means they couldn't figure it out. <laughs> or he just lives in X Games. <laughs> yeah,
0: I just live in X Games. He's in X I Games. mean, he's got
1: 15 X Games gold medals, or 15 X Games medals, yep. uh, wow. the most Australian athlete of all time, and um, I believe the most X Games medals in best whip. 15 X Games medals is a lot.
0: Yeah, there's a few, and there's only 12 years, when you put it that way. Like, I've only been in X Games for 12 years. That's crazy. So most years I've got... Two medals, basically. Right. Those are the good years. But to clarify where I'm from, I am born in Kerrang, Australia, which is country, northern country Victoria on the Victorian side, obviously, of the Murray River. Yep. So I lived there till I was about 10. And then we moved to a place called Daniliquin, Denny, which is on the other side of the river in New South Wales. Yep. I lived there for probably eight or so years, eight to nine years. And then my parents moved over towards Yarrawonga back into Victoria, and that was when I Came to America when they moved to Yarrawonga around 2010. I moved to the US.
1: So, do you claim Victoria or New South Wales?
0: Man, my parents in that time of me living in America, my parents lived in Canberra as well. They moved a little bit. So, when they moved, so I've had my addresses born in Kerrang, Australia. I've been born, I've been my address has been Yarrawonga, Australia, and it's been Canberra, Australia. But the OG place that's home where my grandparents live in that, that's Kerrang. So going to go with Kerrang Australia. Boom. Yeah. Well, done. Just fix that. And yeah. you, you said, you said he's <laughs> the <line>? most,
3: <laughs> the most
0: Australian FMX rider or X Games. Yeah. I got the most medals out of all athletes. In Australia. Oh, Across okay. every discipline. I thought you yeah. meant
3: you were like the most Australian. And I was like, that's pretty impressive. It kind of is the most <laughs> Australian. I, mean, like, <laughs> was the look cowboy hat. I was like, what <laughs> makes you the most Australian? <laughs> like, well, he
1: looks more like uh, a PBR bull rider than he yeah. does a motocross rider.
0: People always question me when I'm in the airport. They're like, what, are you, what do you do? Do you ride bulls or something? I'm like... <laughs>
1: Kinda, kind of ride something that's got horse power,
0: bull, like (laughs) maybe like a dirt bike.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you're like 250 of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, or 450 maybe. Did
1: you ever grow up riding bulls or horses or cows or (laughs) Um,
0: anything? I grew up on a dairy farm, so we had what six, seven hundred of the things. Um, Yeah, uh, grew up around cattle and stuff, but um, yeah, I'm just a country boy at heart, so that's why I represent where I'm from with the countryside things with the hat, but. yeah, I actually, my first time riding a bull was uh, at my buddy Mark the Rusty Butchers was sort of like start of the year. This year? Yeah, this year. I think I saw footage yeah, of that. Yeah, I hopped on a bull and rode it. He has a backyard ring and honestly, I've done a lot of stupid stuff in my life, but that was probably one of the craziest things. And that, and that wasn't even a pro bull. That was like a beginner bull. But man, that was the scariest thing, getting in a ring with a bull, like, like being strapped into the thing and then they're like, you know, nod your head when you want to go, we'll open the gate, and you're out. And I was just like, as soon as they finished saying that, I looked at the dude, and I'm just like, nod, yep, go, and just threw out into the ring, and it was free. How long were you on him for? Not very long. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't last very long on that one. Yeah, honestly, like when the ball started to, like, carve to the right, I was scared of getting smashed up against the ring. So I actually ended up getting off kind of earlier. You chose. I chose that to path. yeah because I didn't want to get smashed up, break my leg, and miss X Games or miss Nitro Circus and things like that. So I'm like, oh, I, so
2: you did that before you had a competition? Yeah, yeah. So smart.
3: But was Sorry. it like yeah. was
0: it cross training? Because I feel like riding a bull would be <laughs>
3: no, well, like, fair enough. No, I feel like it would be really good for no hander landers.
1: <laughs> I mean, right? Because. Uh, I'd say no. more
0: like Danny's, ta- yeah, taking Danny's a been, slam. <laughs>
1: Danny's been informed that the one-hand lander's not cool. Oh, yeah? The one-hand you got to land no
3: hand. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I know,
1: I was just letting him know that you know.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I didn't really know.
0: I would be excited for any no-hander lander.
3: It's kind of true, though. you just got to
1: hold onto your bike at most times. Yeah,
0: I think the only thing that makes that, like, a one-hand lander cool is, like, say, like, if I do, like, a one-handed takeoff whip to a one-handed whip to a one-handed whip lander, that would be, then I'm just, like, jumping the whole jump one-handed. So that would make it cool, but if you did, like, a normal upright trick or a flip trick and you landed with one hand, that wouldn't be very judged. You'd, no. you'd want to land two hands off, for yeah. sure, to get a good judge.
3: Yeah, yeah. and you got to take them off soon, right? Because you can't
0: like be close to the landing. No, you, you got to take them like, off. you got to make it look earl- like really early, right?
3: What do you mean,
2: judge? Do they judge you on the land? No. That was a stupid question. you got
0: to land. Instagram doesn't judge you on the landing. For snowboarding, right, would be the opposite. If you touched the ground with your hand, you get docked, right? Yeah. It, with us, if you land no hands, you get points where they get docked if they touch the ground and don't land smooth. I'm just trying to relate it to yeah, you guys.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah,
2: I get that.
3: She's a big snowboarder too. Yep. We mm-hmm. all are.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: I've snowboard? got, a, I've got a snowboard. Yeah. I, um, oh, is it a – oh, crap. I can't remember now. That's all right. I don't remember what it's called. I was going to say a Burton, but it's not a Burton. Um Ah. Uh, Capita? Ah, uh, it's from it's never Colorado. Summer? They make. S- Endless, Summer? Endless never Summer. Summer. Never never Summer. Summer? Never Summer. Never Summer. Uh, yeah, that's what I
3: uh, Battalion. Nah. Uh, Just keeps throwing them at
0: him. <laughs> yeah, dude. <they're laughs> forum. It could be a forum. Oh, nah not a forum. All right, they're coming back. They used to be a big ski company, I heard. K2. Nah. <laughs> Rossignol <Raw> <laughs> I got me. I got I've had Solomon. a I've had, Solomon Solomon. Solomon. was the, the one, one that actually got that. Yeah. She's doing this
3: <laughs> in the yeah. background. The S. She had it. yeah. this is Solomon.
0: <laughs> it's a Solomon. Yeah. One of my a company I used to ride for back in the day. Um, they had a good connection with them. It was a helmet sponsor and they had a good connection with Solomon. So I ended up getting a cheaper board yep. through them. And uh I've used it, I've had it for probably twelve years. I think or oh, eleven or twelve years I've probably had it now, and I've used it. Mmm. Four or five times. Technology
1: hasn't changed that much. <laughs> no, nah,
0: and that's the thing. Me, I'm not a good you boarder. Think- so, like, I don't think so. as long as I can go down the hill, you know, and I don't need to really wax up my board because I ain't going down as fast as you guys. I'm going down like hitting the ground hard, but not going down the hill fast. You know, yeah. you wax
1: still it gotta really- wax it. Yeah. Well, no, like kind of. It's like good it's for a couple runs. Makes it slower. and then it's just gone. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it helps it move side
3: to side and makes it a little easier it, on Yeah. It. it does? Yeah. Well, probably like if it's really <laughs> yeah. cold, you'll notice it a lot. But if it's slushy, you're fine. Yeah, you don't know.
0: I bought, a, I bought a, um, an iron and some wax back in the day. Oh, you got into and it? And I fully got into it. This is like prior. Like, I just bought the – I got the board, shipped it to my house, and I'm like, oh, these things need to be waxed, I guess. So I bought an iron and some wax and tried doing it myself. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, trying to you know, melt it on there and then shaving it off, like – Using a little scraper to scrape it off, and that's, I don't
1: know. That's just a true like country Australian. He's like tinkering with things. Yeah, so he's like I got a snowboard, and uh, I'm gonna get the iron and the wax, and just give it all to me. I'm gonna do it <laughs> myself.
0: Yeah, I'll do it before I go pay to do it. When you just do it at home, All right.
1: So you grew up racing. Yep, you raced. How old were you started racing?
0: Um, so I started racing like around '99. Yeah, so I was probably like. Yeah, nine, eight, nine years old. Yeah, but I mean,
1: but you grew up on a farm, so you've been on bikes and four wheelers and cows and yeah. whatever else you push yep. pushing cows over and what yeah. else you do up there.
0: Yeah, we did lots of stupid stuff as kids. Um, <laughs> <I've> got- <laughs> I can just think about
1: it. I'm like, I'm not even going to ask because it's probably not appropriate. <laughs> it's so funny because,
0: like, on the way up, I was talking to Eric, my filmer. I'm like, I mean, we used to get away with so much stupid stuff. Like, we just used to we we're just talking about like kind of reminiscing as a child, like what we used to get away with as kids, you know. Like some of the stuff we used to do on four wheelers back in the day, my brother and I we would jump them and roll them all the time and ride over like tree. We'd push. We'd get out the forest and just push over trees with them and stuff. Have like four or five of us on there, just, like, pushing over a tree. <laughs> it, it, like nowadays, like you can't even have a you can't even have a four wheeler in Australia without a helmet or a um a roll car ki- a roll cage. Now imagine that, huh? A four wheeler with a roll cage <laughs> now today. <laughs> I'm talking like you know in the in the like you know 2000. It, it, like two thousand to two thousand uh, what eight we could get away with so much stuff. After two thousand and ten I think the world just went well, soft. Well the
1: world went soft. Australia went yeah. soft too. Like it's crazy because we have the um uh what's the word? Like the w- w- we have the image
0: like Larry Kern, like don't give a F about anything. We just go, give it a go. Yeah. And Rebels. That's how yeah. we were,
1: like, raised, and I feel like over COVID and over the last 10 years, that's definitely changed a lot because Australia was, like, the first country to, like, lock down and lock in and not go yeah. outside. It made us look bad.
0: Yeah, it did. It, it made us, us look <laughs> weak. It made, us <laughs> made, it us made Aussies bad. look that's really what we're weak. we worried about. <laughs>
1: 100%. <laughs> you ruined our edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then not only that, like, and, 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 listen, accidents do happen all the time, but Australia... If you rent a scooter, it comes with a helmet, so you've got to put a helmet on it when you scoot.
0: Which BMX actually, bike, dude. Yeah. At 18 yeah, in Australia, you still have to wear a helmet, which I get it. Like, it's safety, right? We should wear helmets, but it's like in America, you get the choice at 18 if you want to wear a helmet or not on a bicycle riding around. Yeah, Good choice to wear a helmet. I'm not hating on it, but yep. it's like we have that choice at 18. In Australia, you could be... Forty years old, the cops are going to pull you over and give you a ticket. for a But maybe not you guys asked
2: for that, like so many times of just like living on the edge. They were like, "Listen, you guys need to rein it in. You're giving Australia a terrible name of all you crazies." So now that's what happened. But
0: Australia never had a terrible like, name. Nah, well, I remember Australians
2: kid. have I always. Every time an Australian comes on this show, we're talking about the crazy, stupid <laughs> shit you guys do, and how like your so parents are the police. It's so. good, right? <laughs> it's good. It's it not is even is our true.
0: parents. Yeah. No, it's not even our parents. My parents are all for the stupid. That's why I'm stupid, right? That's yeah, why we are yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. But, that's why but, I'm stupid, Mum. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's not gonna deny it, right? <laughs> she didn't stop us, right? Nah. She didn't stop, right? No. So we we have good parents, right? Yeah, for
1: sure. Great no, friends. I I feel like it was like you raised like the door was open and you go figure it out. Yeah. It's kinda like most of us. Yeah. Um
0: You are guided like, hey, these things could be bad. Yeah. You could get in trouble here. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> then they just stood back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: they are like, like, didn't hear you, figure it out for yourself,
0: <laughs> yeah. And if you got in trouble, your parents were there to save you, that's true. So that's it worked true. out really good. No, that's true. Yeah. No, he's, he's
1: right, yeah. Um, so you started racing in '99. I mean, a lot of people race there, right? Like the circuits yeah. were pretty big. How far were you traveling?
0: Oh, uh, we, I mean, we were traveling to Perth for junior Aussies, um, so that's what three day drive, yeah. Um, All every weekend we were away racing, so. Um, whether it was state titles, um, just little two-day open events like race meetings, Aussie titles, yeah, we were always travelling. I mean, I was hardly at school as a kid, so yeah, super busy. Um, yeah, had a, had a really good, successful racing career as an amateur. Um, won an Australian championship. Was one of the fastest amateurs, or was the fastest amateur in 2007 to come out of Australia. Um, yeah, went into my pro pro years. Um, yeah, kind of as a – like it It definitely – I didn't have the support when I got out of amateurs into the pro season that I needed to keep my pro career going. And next thing you know, I was doing halftime shows at the Supercross, like at the big – you know, imagine the Supercross in America doing halftime freestyle shows at them. Uh, I was doing that in Australia. Um Chad Reed had uh, the big uh, – it's called Super X. So I would have to do halftime shows at Super X – to make money to be able to pay for my next race, so like it was kind of like at the point where I was like, "Oh, should I even keep racing anymore? Because I can just pocket money from freestyle and make a career out of that." So that's how I kind of trans transitioned into freestyle in a short way, in a short sense, yeah.
1: And then back then, so you kind of almost doing demos. Were there were there any kind of events, especially like were there any were there events back in Australia for freestyle moto?
0: Yeah, yeah, we actually had. Um, and they all like a lot of events like that would go in hand with like say, um, like a supercross event. Like that would have like a five round series, so they'd have five rounds of supercross or six rounds of supercross, and you would have five rounds of either freestyle demos or freestyle competitions. So one year we did demos, one year we did competitions. Um, for that one, we also had obviously um, uh, Krusty crusty demons. So that was like my first at that time. Um, I was transitioning to freestyle and I was also getting to do other events like Krusty Demons. So um, as a Grom or an amateur, so like, you know, 17 years old, we were, uh, there was myself, Levi Sherwood, Jackson Strong and uh, we would we were the, the Groms on tour and we were basically, you know, underage just like with all these crazy people traveling around uh, New Zealand and Australia Um just young kids and and doing shows, so there was a lot of events going on for sure. Definitely a lot of events.
1: That's an that's an interesting, Levi show with Jackson Strong and Jared McNeil. You guys all turned out fine. We
3: all we yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, we definitely got to experience the Jacko Strong in here, <laughs> <laughs> and wow. Want to go down that? I don't hole? think he. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he came out of the Krusty Demons. No, nah. yeah, Jacko
0: never. Jacko never came out of Krusty Demons. He he is definitely. The image of Krusty, he really is. Yeah, he is. He's
1: <laughs> and he still holds it down, definitely. Have you ever been in an aeroplane with him?
0: I have not been in the plane, and and I will for yeah. sure, hundred percent. Like, I mean, I've done a lot of stupid stuff with jacko We grew up kind of the same area. We grew up an hour apart from each other, so we're from the same breed of people, from the same <laughs> same really, area. They,
1: so they it's really like are from the same breed.
0: Yeah, so it's like
1: you're a little uh, bit more together than he is, though.
0: Yeah, in certain ways. Yeah, in certain ways, for sure. Like, Jacko just has a Jacko just has a problem with uh, explosives and f- fires and 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 wrecking stuff. Like
2: he's just, yeah. He's... So we wonder why Australians are getting cracked down on. <laughs> so
1: the first time I flew with Jacko, he like looks over and uh, he looks over at me, picks me up at a local airport, flies me into his house where he lives. And, so you've been with him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've done it all. Did
0: he do a barrel roll? He
1: did everything. I threw up oh, everywhere. Sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the first time flying with him, he uh, looks over and he's dead serious, and he's like, "Well, there's only one uh, uh, safety jacket, and it's got a parachute." He goes, "If anything happens, you can take the parachute, and I'll go down with the plane." Oh gosh! And then as that happens, we hit an air pocket. And like, I was <laughs> yeah. like, and he Fuck! grabs it. <laughs> he gra- <laughs> <laughs> he grabs it and jumps out.
3: <laughs> You're like, all right, I guess. Uh,
1: <sighs> but I also, you know, like all you guys, I, I, I trust most of you guys. But you guys are all very calculated with what you do. What you do is very serious, and 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 obviously, most like if you guys fuck up, most of the time, especially on the bike you guys are going to break bones or tear stuff. It gets pretty dangerous, right? Yeah. But I also know that when you guys are doing these other things, when Jacko's flying or you guys are pretty calculated at like, all right, there's high risk, but you guys also with the high risk kind of know the, the the level of danger you're at and kind of can control it. Um, Jacko does scare me a little bit, but I, I mean, it is, you know, it, it's like, fuck, man. Like, you know, it, it just is what it is. But I, For
0: me, I feel like he is – because he's so calculated – on a dirt bike and things, like, we know how silly he can be and how, like, he can do crazy things, but, like, I've seen enough crazy stuff that's worked out for him that, like, when I when when I get into playing with him, I'm not concerned because that's, like, when push comes to shove or when he gets to a panic situation, if anyone's going to be able to pull out of that situation, it's going to be someone like him or, like, somebody like us, an athlete that is calculated and works with these kinds of things and we you know if, if something's going down or there's a problem he's he's not going to overreact to it and go crazy you know he's going to be calm and be like all oh, right these are the these are the situations you know so yep. i feel like i feel i'd feel safe going up with him even though if we're going to do crazy stuff and do silly things but i don't know i feel like i'd be probably more safe with him than other some other people right 100 percent. yeah uh so
1: 2009 you kind of made the official switch uh, I, I guess like leaving. Was it hard? Was it hard for your family? Was it hard for your dad? Was it? Was Dude, that? Yeah.
0: My dad hated it. Right. Because my first introduction was um, to, into like, it's super weird, but like 2007 was a really crazy year for me. Um, three things that happened that year was one was I got to go overseas to Singapore and I lived there for six weeks with Jackson Strong and we were doing shows and, um, that was kind of my introduction into like the f- like the making money out of riding a bike, doing freestyle shows. So went over there, did that, came back from that, won an Australian championship that same year, and also the same year I got to go to, a, um, we'll say RD X-Ray, which is an energy drink company, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they without saying the name. You can say yeah, it. Yeah, RD had this free ride contest. <laughs> 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 with, uh, with Madison, right? And so that was, I was quite young and going to that event and kind of that really established who I was, kind of renner was there. I was doing pretty upside down whips and things like that. And just like that year was really a, just a big changing year for me and my career, um, kind of getting noticed as not just a racer. Um, so then moving into 2008 and 2009, it just kind of, my introduction into freestyle was um x-ray and so getting into that my dad just really like when that when i got the invite for that and that was huge yeah, like huge. you're doing to like get, arenas to get in well rebel x-ray was out in picton out of sydney and that was a massive free ride event like yeah the only thing of its kind and and matters I, I got invited actually this guy luke mcneil He's not my cousin, but he's actually a kid that I grew up racing, battling against all through amateurs, and we both got into freestyle, and we both do freestyle now. But Luke got my foot in the door with Maddo because he would ride with Maddo, and, and so I got, I got a wild card ticket, and I ended up winning it. But going to that event, I mean, at that point, financially, my parents had lost a lot of money, so it was kind of like pretty gnarly to financially get me to that event, but then dad was like, why are you doing this? Like be, we, you know, It was like hard for him to let go of my racing. Like Even though I was still coming up to winning an Australian championship from yep. that event, but he's like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to go this way? It was really hard for dad. And then I did really well and he's seen obviously that I did really well. But even for the next two two years, even, until I got my first invite to X Games, even with Nitro Circus and Krusty Demons, like, even through that time of being on those events, dad struggled with me. Not racing because I was, I should have been the next Chad Reed. I could have been the next Chad Reed. I was one of the fastest amateur. I was the fastest amateur to yep. come out of Australia. So it was like, for Dad, who's put a lot of time and money into us kids, to see my other siblings not get the quite the opportunity that I did find it because we financially and my parents put all their money into me. Yeah, and and then I was like, watching a watching my racing career kind of not go down the drain, but it was just like getting hard for me to do that right and. I, I know dad really struggled with that. Um, then finally coming to America for X Games in 2010, getting that invite, that was like, all right, like he was starting to accept it more, right? Yep. And, and like most dads would be like, oh, that's the sickest thing ever. But he was so caught up on my racing. And my dad was never the pushy race dad. My dad was never – my dad's the coolest dad growing up racing He'd say to me on the start line, "Pull your finger out," like not like you know, like you know, some dads that are like, "You're not coming home," and oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just the way people are. I was never pushed as a kid as as racing and that, but it was just hard for my dad to let go to accept that I wasn't yeah. going to racing. And he wasn't pushing me to keep racing. It was just the acceptance, like, "Oh, you're not going to do that anymore." And then now, it's like hearing dad talk about it. He's like, that is the best thing you could have ever done. You know what I mean? I'm living the American dream over here with yep. everything I could ever imagine I have from doing freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it probably would not – it may or may not have came with racing. Who knows? It could have. Who knows? But it's like in, in the moment, it was really hard for dad to accept that. My mom's pretty cool. She's just like go with the flow, like, yeah, you'll be sweet, do whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, for dad who put a lot of time and money into my racing, it was hard for him because he wanted to see me be that top racer, you know. But yep. yeah, it happens. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it it it, it worked out. It worked out great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna complain. I mean, when I look back at it, the guys that were second to me at the Australian Junior titles that I won, all the way back to fifth place, they all got factory rides into their pro years. Yep. And I didn't. Yep. They were all racing out of teams, getting paid to race, and I was pitting out of my dad's van, and I was faster than him. Yep. And now I look at them. And I look at all the dudes. Some of them have been jail. Some of them have drugs. They're yep. all or they're working, yep. like a normal job. And yep. it's like, and that's fine. That's cool. That's what they cho- Like that's where their life chose. But it's like now that I look back, I'm like, it's way sweeter because it's even better when you see none of them doing what, you know, none of them.
1: Yeah. How do you They've think you t- pull up against Eli Tomac? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tomac, he might, have, he might have a bit on me.
1: <laughs> Not much, right? Not much,
0: but. Yeah. You know. Back in my day, no,
1: <laughs> But in saying, you know, in saying all that, it's like, look what you've gone and created. You've, you've, you've got, you know, you've got the land. You yeah. built all this stuff. You've got a lot of toys that you, you know, you get to push dirt around. In. Yeah, and I think you like pushing dirt around.
0: Yeah, I love moving dirt. That's all, there We got a bunch of rain. I actually was just doing a nitro circus show. I had three shows back east in New York, and we, uh, oh, I, not we. Had to rush home. I got the first night done. The Thursday night, I had to pin at home. Stayed up all night. Got a got to JFK. Flew out. Got in at 10 a.m. because I was about to lose my house to a fire. So we've had uh, be, out in Hemet, We've had some really big uh, bushfires or wildfires, and so they we just they they just burnt 30,000 acres of land out there. And on Friday, I was my house had to get evacuated. My wife uh had and my kid and animals, I had to get my cows and everything out of the property and uh, over to my mate Mark's house. And yeah, we were on the verge of being burnt out. And uh, we had a, a storm coming up from Mexico uh, Friday morning, which they were worried about the winds and stuff like that. And uh, it actually brought rain. So I ended up rushing home, super gnarly, like trying to get back to my house and like being stopped at the police checkpoints all the way back home. Finally met a sheriff who was like, "No, you could go home and, and save what you got to save," and got home. And then we got tons of rain. So like, the last the last little bit of uh, you know, couple weeks have been super hectic. Or oh, the last week has been super hectic with all that stuff. So, trying to catch up on a lot of that, you know.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> the fires have been. I mean, the fires are bad here every year. Yeah. Um, the, l- last year was last the first. Year was terrifying. La- yeah, last yeah. year when I flew from Oregon, I was flying from Oregon back to LA, and it was the one that was coming up past Reno, so it was mm. on the backside of Tahoe. Yeah. and it was the first time of me being above like uh, a fire. Yeah, and you just see how powerful it is—just the smoke emerging. <laughs> Thick. You can see it, it just moving. Looks like, oh, yeah, and, Terrible. And, and 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 man, like. California. Every year, it gets bad in different areas. Yosemite's been burnt down. A couple of years, we were in the middle yeah. of the, the fire out there, which was insane. And the smoke you're kind of inhaling, mm. that the raining ash. Ash,
0: yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was just getting videos from my wife. I'm like, you know, seeing these flames coming over the hill, probably like three or four miles from my house. And if the wind had to change directions, we would have been, well, we that- would have been okay. Like I've, I've always spent my time with my house, knowing that wildfires are a a problem and that, you know, I've always been prepared. I have a lot of stuff. Obviously have my own equipment to push stuff out of the ways and obviously fire like I've got a lot of fire stuff like fire pumps and things like that. So and I've got really good friends, right? So like yeah. Eric, my filmer who lives at the house, he's holding down the fort. Another buddy, Shane Schaefer, who was coming in with his fire he brought his water truck in and he's a heavy equipment operator. So he was basically there to defend my house. So like got some really good people in that situation, which I was super lucky, but Also, I was like halfway across the country or over the other side of the country, so I wanted to get back and kind of, like I said to people, if it was going to come through, I'd rather watch everything that I've worked for burn to the ground than be halfway across the country or the other side watching it burn from the ground. So, yeah, it was like, it was good to get back and, and just hold down the fort while that stuff was going on, but yeah, it's been crazy.
2: That's what you pray for, like when we, we have those fires, like we're like, please rain, please rain, please have the wind do the other way. Like it never really has happened that way. Like that's what's crazy. It's me and my every f- year we're like rain, rain. The doesn't. one time it rains yeah. in no, California,
1: and it saves your fucking. No property. I like, me, like I was, where
2: was this rainstorm every year for the past five years? It's crazy. Did it
1: get muddy and floody? Didn't, it was, it, didn't dude, the flood? Didn't
0: it was, flood? Because we had we had flash <laughs> flood warnings. Yeah, so like it was like got in at ten a.m. It was the wind was start to pick up at six a.m every hour my friends were waking up giving me an update on the on the weather and like 3 a.m the wind started blowing and it was blowing southwest so it was blowing like at my house from the fire and then it was getting worse 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 but what was happening is the wind was blowing in a storm so like if the storm kept blowing the fire was going to come but we're lucky that it blew in quick enough that it blew in rain with it so it ended up by like three o'clock in the afternoon, I was with Tom Parsons and we're sitting out the back deck and we're just like, is this serious? Like, this is freaking crazy. Like, I was literally going to watch my house burn down and now we're like, I was literally in the hot tub. <laughs> 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 I was went from, I was literally, it was cold as, and I was just I f- up all night, panicking, and stressing. And, all through the Nitro Circus show, messaging back and forth, making sure everything was good. And you
1: got your baby uh, there yeah, too. Yeah, everything.
0: So that obviously all got evacuated, but it was just like crazy. Like from one extreme, like just mentally drained, like adrenaline's pumping. Like I'm gonna have to get home. I'm gonna have to fight a fire. Like I was kind of like, I was kind of excited in a way. <laughs> it sounds but like was, was, a little. Yeah, I was kind of Australian <laughs> in here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, like, right. yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna let's lie, buckle I
0: was. Up, boys. <laughs> I was getting jacked up. I like, feel like, what's your situation? You're gonna evacuate? I'm like, no, I'm gonna hold down the fort. Like me and my friends, we're gonna make sure this place doesn't burn down. And, yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty intense. So, like, yeah, by the afternoon, it was, like, a complete change. It was like, all right, now I want to go out and start moving dirt, you know, building jumps because yeah. it was so perfectly moist, you know. <laughs> it's like... It, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, the a, dirt's it's, perfect a, now. It's wrong. It's like a mental F-up, you know. It's like... And uh, now that
1: fire's fully contained?
0: Yeah, supposedly it's fully contained. Last I seen was 45%, but uh, uh, I don't trust... I don't trust any of those apps that I've been following. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Even, even like, even when they should have been letting everyone back to their houses, they still had a, like a two day period where they didn't let people back. it was, it was weird. It was eerie. Like it was eerie going out to my house. Imagine like, you know, in COVID they, everyone was like, stay home and don't leave your house. Yeah. Imagine being told like, you can't go home.
1: Well, it kind of looks like the end of the world, Cra- but it's raining yeah. ash and the oh, cars are dude. all covered in ash. That's crazy. And the people have got their cars, everything, all the belongings that they yeah. can take yeah. in their car and the uncertainty of it. It
0: that's, definitely is the end crazy. of the world type feeling. And, and other states in America, you're allowed to go home to your house.
2: Like you in you
0: Yeah, in California, there's a rule. The, they're not supposed to let you go home to your house. Yeah. Like if you're home and the evacuation happens and you f- refuse to leave, that's one <laughs> thing. But if you've left... And you want to come back in, you can't.
1: Well, I think that law changed when California – I forget which town it is. This is bad. But California had a town that overnight – The one,
0: yeah, two years ago. Uh, like last year.
1: Nah, nah. nah? Th- this was – this. Well, was it? It was in the last couple of years. Right, yeah. Th- yeah. Burnt the whole town. The yeah. whole town burnt. Mm. Wow. So, like, they didn't give the people enough time. They said they were fine. And then the fire came in at night and burnt the whole town down.
0: And that's what was good about this is – they were so ahead of it. That, yeah. That they so I think the rules they, re, changed they brought because of everyone, that. they got evacuation way before it needed to be. Because they said they didn't want twenty thousand people trying to evacuate at one time. Yeah. They just brought it in and said, like, Come on, you guys, start start preparing for this if it's gonna be this way, yeah. you know. So they did the right things. Like it, it sucks when you want to get home to your house, but then it's like there's obviously protocols that they need to you know, and then, then if the officer that you know, there's differences between a police officer and a sheriff big time I got to a police officer and he's like see this badge I'm not not budging for you you know but the sheriff is like hey yep righto. you know and it's a big it's a big risk for them like if I had passed away in the fire yeah, and that them. sheriff it's on them right so yep. so I get it it's yeah it makes sense but
1: did you grow up like obviously uh in country you know uh New South Wales and Victoria you grew up kind of obviously dealing with fires at certain points too right there. yeah
0: we always grew up area uh, was if I wasn't say Area is probably more uh, floods. Yeah, more that would probably be the biggest threat to the like the area that I grew up in. Um, but then also fires because it's all bushland, so yeah. it's like like well, I always grew up in bushland, so fires were always, uh, well, were always a well they thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do they're they're a bit more yeah a bit more controllable. So, um, but if it gets out of hand, then obviously not. But yep. yeah, but uh, you know the areas that like we had the big bushfires in Australia. Probably aren't where I am. A lot where I grew up in, like, I grew up in, the like, the Hay Plains area. Yeah. So it's, like, the flattest part of the world. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of big forests, but then there's also a lot of big open land. It's all farmland. So people would, farmers and stuff, you just push massive fire breaks. Like, it, it'd be a bit more controllable before it got out of hand where yep. th- where we are. But where the bushfires have been happening in Australia, they're a little less, less controllable. Yeah.
1: Yep. You've been on uh, – uh, you you had to run home from it, but you've been out on Nitro Circus. Yep. How's that been?
0: Oh, it's been sick. Um, yeah, obviously, 2020 was quiet for us. So then 2021, we started with another tour. We could kind of picked things up again. And then 22, this year has been sick. I think we've had 25-plus shows, 28 shows or something, which yep. has been really cool. Um, honestly, I've been so busy. The last – like since – end of june till now it's been absolutely hectic i mean what we did uh i did a nitro circus show uh like three days before x games went straight to x games then literally finished my last event quarter pipe at x games went home got up at 7 a.m the next morning and flew straight to a new to show that next day on that next day so like I did X Games, my last contest of like three days at axles, and then went and did and uh, the Thursday did a show with Nitro. It's just like probably one of the most hectic schedules I think I've been on in my career lately. Just back and forth, like you know we do three shows a weekend with Nitro Circus. So we'll do like a th- uh, a Thursday show, a Friday show. We'll have Saturday off as a travel day, a sun and a Sunday show, or we'll have a Friday show, a Saturday show, on a Sunday show. They're all three different cities. And they could be three, four hours apart, yeah. more eight hours. We've been on buses for travel days for eight hours on a on a just a normal regular bus, you know. <laughs> and planes flying in and out. And most weeks, I've been getting like two or three days at home, maybe. So it's like, yeah, just planes flying. Yeah. So my Delta status has been pretty good. Yeah, you're good there. <laughs> I still hate Delta, but um, <laughs> but my status is getting. They lose your bags much? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> dude. oh my god i still have a bike missing last year (laughs) so So like one thing a a tip to anyone that's traveling especially if you're on a tour is leave whatever you can leave on tour on tour and just take the things like clothes and things that you need in a backpack so every weekend my gear bag stayed on tour i just took my gear home like to wash my jersey and pants and things like that but don't travel with gear bags unless you're going there or home yeah right um dude i had a I flew out of San Diego, flew to Utah, to Salt Lake, yep. and then to Oklahoma. On my stopover, <laughs> my bag. I check my bag. Ga- my, I check my bag at the gate because I had a backpack and a travel bag, right? Yep. Get on the plane at San Diego. They take. They're like, look, we gonna We know there's no more luggage space above. You're gonna have to check it in. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I'm down the back of the plane. I guarantee that there's a spot. Sure enough, get down the back plane. There's tons of spots. They check my bag at the gate. I'm like, whatever get to salt lake city my bag is on a flight to to twin falls idaho and i'm going to oklahoma (laughs) they check my bag at the gate and it's going somewhere else it's not even staying on my plane or going onto my plane I ended up getting there. I had to get it the next day. Just stuff like that. It's just like crazy.
2: My new thing How is getting those air tags? Like I'm going to start putting the yeah, air tags yeah. on every, because I'm going to Europe at the end of the month. I'm like, I just AirTags. heard about that. Dude. It. So it's basically it. just
1: like a tracker for your yeah. bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're Apple. going through London.
2: It, it's on your phone. It's just like, there it goes. It's yeah. Because we're Apple going one, through yeah. London. I'm like, uh-oh. Sketchy. Sketchy.
0: Yeah.
1: It's an Apple thing? Yeah. It's yeah, an yeah. Apple thing. The air
2: tags is where it's at. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I've got to. I've got to look into that. Yeah, the mm-hmm. one I've had a couple, but like the one that messed me up this year was we were leaving. I was leaving Key West, Florida. We had like a marketing meeting down there, and it's a tiny airport. So it's 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 like uh, I don't know. It's it's basically like you're at a private airport, yeah. right? Yeah. There's like six stalls basically, like for all the airlines. Yeah. So and then I was going from Key West, Florida to Las Vegas. I get to Vegas, my bags are not there. They get a hold. My bags end up in Panama City. And then, and then and then, and then then the lady's like, well, do you have their bags? And I'm like, why would I have their bags?
0: In Panama?
1: In Panama. In another country? In another country. What? So they basically <laughs> are saying that the, the, the people that checked into me, like the tickets came out and they just grabbed their ticket and my ticket and switched it and put them on the bags. Oh, wow. So then their bags went to Vegas and it gets even better because <laughs> I was flying in for EDC and the lady's like, oh, it's fine. Just give me the address of where you're staying. I'm like... Las Vegas Vegas Motor Speedway and she just dies laughing and she's like, ah, okay, we'll call you when the bag gets in. tent (laughs) 10471.
2: You really have to like double check. I've always been paranoid about it because I've had that like in Australia. They've lost my bags before and in London. But like when they put, they, when they print it out, you're like, that's going where? Okay, perfect. Watch them stick it on there. Watch them put it on the belt. Like, it's a process. And you they can't still stuff it up. They still mess it up. <laughs> that's why you bring extra on your carry-on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I always bring, like, a, a good one. outfit, yeah. gym outfit, pajamas. I know it's a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do the outfit. same. Yeah. Jared, yeah. Jared's
1: got his motorbike, probably stuff it in the other bathroom. He's like, nah!
2: Yeah, I she got this. It's fine! Just <laughs> start mailing things, you know? Like, maybe that we could trust yeah. out more. FedEx your outfits. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's crazy to think about, but it's uh, it's definitely changed a lot, you know? And then then and then and the, the London thing's crazy because, like, you, yeah. you see – and it happened again for me at Christmas. I actually was on a plane. I had COVID but was flying to Australia and then the plane was, was on LAX. So I was, like, going to do something naughty. Uh, and Wait, uh, you actually had COVID? I had COVID. You actually <laughs> had it. I had it. You see it's Like para. in <laughs> your bag or did yeah. you, you check yeah, it? Yeah, where'd you put it? So, anyway, the plane came, the, yeah, yeah. whatever the plane sat on the runway, the plane came back and I just got off the plane. So, my bag ended up going to Australia and then coming back or something weird. And then I left it at the airport. Wait, so
0: they were kicking you off the plane because you had COVID? No,
1: no, no. They didn't know. Oh, okay. They didn't know. The plane came back and then I had like stressed out enough to where I just got off the plane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you're, you're like, so, so you see the spread before you got off. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> at least they're all immune well, now. Not the yeah. first or the last
1: time. <laughs> um, but uh, everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it now, that, now. They don't care, you know. It's it's all good, right? But anyway, so my bag never came, and I was like, "Fuck!" So I went drove to LAX. This is at Christmas time to get my bag, and my bag like was just sitting in the back. But there was probably I don't know close to a thousand bags just sitting there. Yeah, people saying, "Oh, they're going to get delivered." No one's delivering them. Literally, you got to go to the airport, get your bag, and that's
0: yeah. Well, they can't even get people to unpack the planes, let alone deliver the bag to your but, house. But you know what
1: trips me out is like there's just that many bags sitting <laughs> yeah. there. Anybody could walk up and that's, grab that's the mine. bags yeah. at any time. Mm-hmm. Lucky
3: dip.
0: Hopefully, you get a good one.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did that one time. I actually took the wrong bag from the airport. No, I got all the way home, drove from uh, L. A. to Mammoth. It was a girl's bag, and, and it was just a like a uh, Burton stuff. travel bag, same exact black bag. And I get home and I open it up and there was like wrapped presents in it and stuff. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? you like, Merry Brew. Christmas. And then some guy, <laughs> some guy messaged me and was like, hey, I saw you at the airport and uh, I think you took my bag because you had the same one, but oh, he you left like, it you there. And Instagram? I was like, that's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, he uh, actually, Danny Cass takes somebody's
1: yeah I was like, bag? yeah, probably I definitely
3: did. Was it and there was like weird lingerie and stuff in there. Was it a snowboarder?
1: <laughs> was it a
0: snowboarder guy? I like, thought about keeping it. Was it was a guy kind of... I think he was a snowboarder. He do you was know coming who from
3: uh, I think we were coming back from like Australia or Europe or something. <laughs> did he know who you were? You think? He like, did. He, well, yeah, he that's was like... He knew, like he's from snowboarding. Yeah, he, he saw yeah. me grab his bag and he's probably like, hey man, I'm pretty sure. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> my headphones on. But I like cleared customs with his bag.
0: I mean, it doesn't. So he didn't want
3: to take that, mine that's, that's through thing, customs, no. which probably oh, really? was a smart move on no. his part, you know. Because he had lingerie. lingerie. <laughs> well, he had lingerie. I how and many guys more.
1: actually wear lingerie? You'd be surprised. It's more yeah. than you think, hey, hey. Yeah. In
0: twenty twenty two.
1: Just. Or like, how many just Australians
3: say. is the real question? Yeah. Too, nah, you know? nah nah no, nah. no. There's <laughs> a bigger population here. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just Jacko.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah.
0: <laughs> but he's not even. He doesn't even. He's not even like that. No. He, he just does it for fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm not
0: gonna lie though. I've definitely put a monster outfit on from a chick, and Josh oh, yeah? has too. Huh. Yeah. Me, ask, Danny, me,
1: ask Danny about monster outfits. <laughs> <laughs> me, right? You Danny got on? caught stealing an outfit yeah. really? like a month ago. Really? A month ago, I
3: tried to steal one of Brittany's outfits. <laughs> to home to my girlfriend. A few misses. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they called me as I was leaving, and it was so embarrassing. <laughs> Are you like, serious? Yeah,
2: yeah you,
3: did. you didn't know this. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I had to bring it back. <laughs> I was like gassing up the car, and they're like, by <laughs> chance, did you take that cop-looking outfit? And I was like, oh, a cop
0: <laughs> one. <laughs> and- <laughs> I wasn't even a monster. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted his Mrs. Like like a
3: act Weird part. thing. And then it was funny because I had this other like kind of lacy tank toppy <laughs> one. <laughs>
2: You were just taking all well, my well, outfits. had two
3: <laughs> outfits of yours. They laid out like 40 I'm outfits for you, okay, in my defense. But then Funny I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, do I bring them both in? Because they just asked about the one. I was like, I can't get double busted here. I'm gonna go. But then they actually gave me one. Did you <laughs> did you, you. <laughs> Mrs., did you get Mrs. get to try it on? Well, that's a different uh podcast. Okay. Oh jeez. I haven't tried it on I yet. Mean, can we do that oh, podcast now? No, oh, you haven't tried it. No, I haven't okay, tried it okay. on yet. Good, good. But I'm thinking about doing an episode in a monster outfit.
0: Like the full mm-hmm. chicks oh, outfit? Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I should. Why not?
3: Yeah. I don't
2: like, know. Yeah, you should.
0: Yeah. There's no reason why you shouldn't.
1: Nah, yeah, There's not at 50 all. of them
2: back there. Just take a yeah. pick.
0: Maybe we should all just pop out there and chuck <laughs> some on <laughs> right now and come hey, back in. gonna like There's like two dudes, two chicks, like long Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'm a monster You could totally pull it off, dude. You think? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Just take... take. I can't take wait. It. Halloween. Halloween off. this year. Let's do Halloween it.
3: Halloween, we're just all monster Yeah, That's what I th- thought you we'll were We'll go trick-or-treating in, like, Beverly Hills wearing our
1: monster outfits. Cute. Yeah. wonder how trick-or-treating is going to go now. Like, I feel like trick-or-treating is kind of at the end of its run with the world we live in. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? like... Nah. like <coughs> Here you go, kids. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just like <laughs> trick-or-treating Just like in LA is messed up Like everywhere else is probably fine That's
0: only because of creeps
1: Yeah well, like it's I think, just like, I think right there's
2: now, just
0: way true. more creeps out there nowadays yeah. like, like me having a kid Like I want to be with my kid 24-7 Because
1: yeah. of that many creeps these days But so how do you like, trick and treat it like out on a farm? Like you guys just ride cows to the neighbor's house? <laughs>
0: no you have to have We ha- Like we have to have guns They have to have guns <laughs> 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 It's
1: like <laughs> Trick-or-treat You packing? <laughs> yeah <laughs> We're good Alright Nah Man um i wanted to talk to town ab- town i wanted to talk about like what like it, it like winning fifteen x games medals is obviously a huge achievement um you know what was like like the most memorable kind of moment for you like during that x games like in the beginning there that like stuck out the most or was like the most life changing
0: uh, probably i wanna say that two thousand and sixteen austin 2016, uh, double back golds, uh, step up, my first ever step up uh, gold and it was my second gold in best whip but it was just two golds at one X Games and that was the first time I'd done those two and I got my, about 30 minutes before I got my step up gold, I got a phone call that I finished, uh, closed on my house. So I got my first property in the U.S., and I got, straight after getting that phone call, I got my second gold at that event. So I was like, it was cool just to be able to get two golds at one event and to be getting my house at the same event. You know, just that whole weekend was just sick. Like sick. That, was, that, and then obviously, yes, yeah, so I guess some, uh, my first, obviously, my first silver, getting a silver, my first gold was really cool too. Um, it's really hard because they like different, They're different leaps in my career, right? It's like getting to America, getting my first ever silver medal, first ever medal at X Games was amazing. That was on my uh, 19th birthday as well, which was really cool. Um, And then obviously getting my first gold was really sick because that was something I'd tried for many years to get the gold and finally that one paid off. And then to get two golds at two events and my house another year was like another big achievement, yeah. Sick. I think too. Another something that would really stand out in my life as well was um, making that transition to freestyle from racing, and always having like hanging on to like wanting to race in the US. And in t- 2014, actually being like, I'm going to go race a pro national to see if I can qualify. That was probably another big step in my career where it was like, I think I got more respect from people because a lot of people come over. Like when I came to America, I didn't really. I don't think I was really respected. They were just like, who's this young punk kid that can whip a dirt bike? And there was nothing else. Like, none of the Americans knew who I was. They never, they didn't know anything about my racing career as an amateur. So, they were kind of just like, who the heck is this kid on our territory? Yeah, you've just come from nowhere yeah, exactly. and Taking a spot. Right. And I, I, I struggle with that a lot. Like, having riders like kind of hate on me. I was like, why? I'm just trying to make a career in the U.S. So, like, being able to go and race a pro national in 2014, Grant Langston signed off for me and a um, uh, then MA motorcycling Australia signed off for me so I could go and race professionally in the US and I qualified and ran a top a top a 23 finish at a pro national in a 250 class in 2014 at Washougal and I raced uh, Utah same year and got a, a top 40 finish and then went back again in 2015 and I think those things there were just like something got more respect in my career from not just from x games and getting medals but just being known as like oh this guy actually has bike skill he's not just a freestyler, not just a whip kid he's got talent like he qualified with the top 40 of the best dudes in the world so something was really cool was taking my freestyle money and going back and racing again and being like all right i've qualified for a pro national you know that was like that was like something that really stood out in my career as well just being able to say that freestyle brought me to america and let me go to a pro race you know what i mean yeah so so those are those 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 four things probably the double gold my first gold winning a national double gold so yeah those those are all my probably biggest achievements or stuff that really stood out to me that's awesome yeah
1: Well, we do this thing here at the end where Danny comes up with his, like, lightning round questions. Okay. You got to be quick. You got to be fast.
3: (laughs) All right. Are you ready? I'm not. What is the scariest trick you've
0: ever learned on a dirt bike? Scariest trick I've done on a dirt bike would be, honestly, getting over the hurdle was a backflip. That was probably the most nerve-wracking thing to get over.
3: Yep. And your best freestyle motocross scene on the
0: planet. Ah, best motocross scene. Uh I would say honestly, I miss home. I miss Australia. I miss the camaraderie, how all of us Aussies are. It's a little bit different in the US. Um, I miss going and back to people's backyards and everyone being like, Yo, come over and ride my place. Yeah, hey, you're in the area, come ride my place. Just a lot more friendly riding and stuff like that going on. I really miss that. Uh living in California or living in Australia? Oh, that's a hard one. I miss home. I love home. Uh, I love and hate California. I hate L.A., but I love California. Um, I'm going to say I love Southern California where I live. Um, Will your kid get a dirt bike? My kid will definitely get a dirt bike. And when? Um, You know what? He's almost one. I was two want to say you were two? When I started riding. <laughs> so <laughs> basically it's like Christmas. He's, dude, I'm not going to lie, dude. He's on the Strider bike. He's got it pretty dialed. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it. He's got the Rocker Strider right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's got to
3: build some jumps for that. Yeah. So get him through a rhythm section. Dude,
0: he's almost, he's maybe an inch off of being flat-footed on that. So once he's flat-footed on that, I would say I'm going to try for two, but I'll let him, I want to let him do it. Yeah. Right now, he loves his strider. You put him down in the room when you wake him up in the morning, put him in the lounge room, he automatically walks over to his bike, climbs on it, sits on it, rocks on it. So he's like, he knows what a dirt bike is. He's playing with his little dirt bike and making, he's like cause some weird noises he's making and I um, think they're dirt bike noises. And, you know, it, I, I think very soon he'll be on a dirt bike. In the, next, in the next year and a half, two years, he'll be on a dirt bike. Do they make electric dirt bikes for kids? Yes. They do. That would be a they pretty cool step. Do. Yeah. I think um Stasic will be the next step. So you've got the strider, which is the the rocker which turns in he's got a rocker that you pull the rocker off and it goes into a, a push strider bike. Yep. And then you go from the strider to a stasic, which is like like a rocker bike or like this like this uh, strider but it's got electric motor. And you can go through a couple of different sizes in that too. So Not pitching it out to Stasic, but hey, you could send us one.
3: Yeah, let's get some sponsorship going. Um, You have these memes where you turn (laughs) Facebook comments, mean Facebook
0: comments, into inspirational quotes. Yeah. What's the best one yet? Honestly, I love it when I get the one that I'm still a virgin, even though I've got a wife and a kid. (laughs) 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 I mean, if I can still be a virgin, I'll take it. (laughs) That is Those amazing. people are messed up on that thing, hey? <laughs> yeah, they really <laughs> anyone, are. Anyone that has a keyboard can just say whatever. I know. Like, I'm getting hate for me just playing with my little RC excavator the other day in the backyard with my my son, trying to enjoy these things, you know, just growing up, enjoying the things yeah. like that we enjoy and trying to show it. And then people are on there like, oh, this is boring. Go back to moto and this. And like, you, you follow me for my lifestyle. If I like earth moving, if I like... Barbie dolls, if I, like whatever I like, don't comment and hate on me. If I like this stuff, let me do it. Yeah. If you don't want it, you don't like it, click unsubscribe. Like, don't follow me. Like, yeah. move on. Yeah. I don't, like, but then again, all the hate ones are pretty good. Like, me and my wife just geek out all the time. Just like, that's how we come up with those things. It's just like.
1: And half the time, the people that are saying this don't even fucking mean it anyway. Oh, they don't even know you. Yeah. Like, they
0: some... don't even know you. Like, if they actually knew who I was, like, some of the stuff that they've said is like. Super hurtful, but it's not hurtful to me because I'm like, I know I'm not like that or I'm not, yep. you know what I mean? Like I know I'm better than that and bigger than that. So it's just like, hey, you can use it for fuel too. I think that's our biggest problem with like when you get hate, a lot of people can't deal with it. They don't like try and fuel it and yep. use it, use it. You know, as a kid as, at school, I was hated on for from the teachers for being a dirt bike kid. So I'd be never anything, but I almost thank them. I hate them, but I thank them because they almost push me to become somebody You know what I mean? You're still
1: that dirt bike kid. Exactly.
0: So when these kids are on, or keyboard warriors are on there giving you hate, it's almost like, hey, take that hate and be like, one, they're jealous, 100% jealous, because that's the only reason people normally say stuff like that, is they're jealous. And then take that and just use it as fuel and be like, you know, I'm going to prove you wrong, or I'm going to do this better, or I'm going to do more of this. Because you don't like it, you know? Yep. It
2: so. really has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. You yeah. know? Like, it's yeah. just like, thank you for so much for increasing my engagement on social media. I Wish appreciate help, you. It, it helps. It, it really actually, does help. I'm would, like, keep it coming. Yep, keep coming. coming. Yep. You're fine. Because they're all your friends. I know. Are I'm just an in. octagon girl. Yep. Come on. Huh. You know? Like, let's go. <laughs>
0: you probably get a fair bit of
2: it. I don't read it, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. i see it. So we have uh, one last clip of you here. It's uh, a clip that has, I believe it has 23 million views, and we just wanted to play it and talk it through. That's a lot of views. That's a viral moment right there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was on. (laughs) That's going viral. It was on some viral hog stuff, like some pretty big pages. So it's
1: here just whipping, but your dog seems to be barking.
0: Yeah, he's all about it.
1: At you every time. (laughs) Loves
0: it. See this? No, this, no. Is it getting on the bike? But he wants to get on the bike, right? He's oh on the gosh. bike. Oh, wow. <gasps> I didn't force him to get on the bike, did I? He you're not going to jump with the dog on. on the bike, are you? Oh,
2: oh wow. my God. Oh.
0: <laughs> That's my boy, Ruger. Oh, what? No, no,
1: no, <laughs> you're not. Oh my, God, oh, my
0: God, no.
1: I don't think I've ever seen that. <gasps> what? <laughs> no. Another, another one. the corner. Oh, <laughs> my
3: the ears on that dog oh, that's not real is that real mm-hmm. and he's just is holding it? on oh my God.
2: he loves like a, it
3: like a Hollywood stunt
2: I gotta see him jump off excited he doesn't even want to get off
3: no he's like can we go again yeah you gotta
1: actually
2: throw okay, it. off but that
3: doesn't look like a light dog a Hollywood either
0: Hollywood wishes they could do that
1: wow well that's one <laughs> way to close out a show and <laughs> yeah. a beautiful looking whip there uh, that's, dope. that's a wrap from Jared McNeil Spelled with a Y yep
0: <laughs> Heck yeah.
1: You're the man, dude. We appreciate you. Dude, thank you. Thanks for coming in. Unleashed with the Dingo and Danny.
3: Fueled by Monster Energy.